Yo, I don't care what anybody else says. This is Come the official on. start to the second half of the year, and everybody knows that. So we're talking about Chevy's first NFT. Didn't do so well. People controlling the Federal Reserve with their brains? Everywhere I go. With their minds? The with their really thoughts? Who I is and kind of mind tricks, baby. <laughs> this is already feeling like a different day. We logged in on the live stream this morning, and Kyle's like, what is going on? Because I'm Dude. wearing a button-up shirt. <laughs> You are not watching this. It's like if you're watching this, you're going, I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. And if you're not, yeah, see, that's what I if you went full top button, I would get it. There's a lot of like top button flat bill guys out there. So yeah. I think you could put yeah, yeah. Go this see, I way think we could roll that. I feel like I need to start playing music and I have the top button up somehow. But it gives me an opportunity right. to wear the Asodu pin, right? The little lapel pin. I got the shield. I got the A shield. We still have these, actually. If you refer some people to the email, you can get one of these for free, by the way. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. It was only a three-day weekend. It felt like a week. Um, you know, some people didn't even have a three-day weekend, but we took Monday off, which is kind of a rare thing when we're both not working on the same day, right? If one of us takes a day off, the right. other one's usually working. So weird. Um, I don't know, man. It's just like, it feels like so much happened in three days and not that much happened at the same time, if you haven't listened well, to it already, here's what happened in three days. I took three runs outside. You did, and are you running? Yeah, again? normally I run in the gym. That right? sounds terrible. And at the gym, you've got like all the TVs playing, and you're doing people watching and all this type of stuff. But outside, Paul, <laughs> outside is where the ideas happen. You can go outside. And in let Nashville me tell you, in the summer. <laughs> I was in Ohio. Oh, <laughs> but look. But here's the thing is when I'm running outside and like the world is just a piece around me, all the ideas flow. Oh, and so a three good. day weekend with runs outside oh, means like out. Tuesday is <laughs> watch out <laughs> just shot out of a cannon. So, let's watch go. out. I mean, we're super pumped anyway, because we are launching tickets to a SOTUCON today, today, oh, within hours. Tickets will be live for a SotoCon, but the only people that are going to get the link are the people that signed up for the pre-registration, and you still can. That's the good news. If you go to a SotoCon.com and sign up for the pre-reg, you will still get the email launch when the tickets go live, yes. and we have limited tickets. It's going to sell out. I know we say that, and we mean it, and it will. So get on the pre-registration like, list. Nah, I'll be fine. I'm telling well, you. Well, you'll I'm be sad you. is what you'll be. <laughs> you'll be sad is Paul. what you'll be. Paul, here, real quick, because we covered this, I found, we, we said this, I don't know if we said this Friday or yesterday when we were on with Cirillo, but um, oh, we, by the we way, talked about. By the way, we did have a 4th of July podcast episode. If you haven't listened to it, <laughs> go listen to yes. it because we do a little comparison of Canada Day and the 4th of July from the perspective of a Canadian who now lives in the U.S. It's a lot of fun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Well, no. So I, I was, I was just reminiscing on the fact that it's been a year since our families first oh, met, and uh, man, just the in, uh, craziness from last year. I threw the photo <laughs> up. Look at them young guns. A whole year ago, our Jeez. kids. Like I feel like every single one of our kids looks different. Um, and so yeah, it was just this. This weekend was so full of everything, including reminiscing and. It's just, I feel like the last weekend for a lot of people is a launch pad into the second half of the year, yep. right? It's that, it's it's almost like everybody, everybody's been, you know, I've even read this in the stock market. Everyone's kind of been like, 
waiting on this start to this week, similar to how you would wait on a new year. Yeah. It's like the, the it chance to like hit a that. reset button, right? It, it really yeah. does feel like that. You know, um, we have a few uh, troublemakers, troublemaker alum, as we call them, people that have been in our ecosystem for quite a while um, that we kind of see out and about. And I want to give props to our man, Glenn Lundy, who restarted his 5.30 a.m. morning show today. It was called Rise and Grind. Now it's, oh, I wish I could, I think it's like GT3X. I'll, re- I'll figure out what that means, and uh, I'll come back and tell you. But I just saw his live notification pop up this morning, and I, I yeah. logged in. And, man, he is just the person that takes away all our excuses because he's live streaming a show at 5.30 a.m. that he woke up at 3.20 a.m. to prep. So good to have you back out there. Good to know, Glenn, that you're out there this morning, and I can't wait to tune in in the morning because— Yeah, you- it was so—it was like episode 1002, which— <laughs> Is I miss what seven months, eight months from seven yeah. episode one thousand. I, right? I missed uh, one thousand and one. So I, I was there live when he yeah. did episode one thousand and closed it out. I missed one episode. Yeah. but dang, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was Monday or last Friday. I'm not sure. Well, maybe I, I, maybe we'd have to go back Monday. and check. I'm sure uh, we can find it. Also, uh, our good friend Erica Tiffany Wells was on the front homepage of Automotive News. Uh, website oh. today with Ashley Church. Uh, they're doing a, a 40 under 40 uh, Q&A on there. So it was just as cool to see their faces when I logged on this morning. And uh, hey, troublemakers got to make trouble. You know what I mean? And they're making trouble yeah. on the front page of Automotive News go. today. So give them a little shout out. Um, we have some news to talk about because that's what we do on the show. We try to bring you a little perspective what to we what do. we see out there. Um, this story really got me real, thinking. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Because it's a start to the year. Okay, <laughs> this is like a minute. Hang, hang with me. All right, let's start. <laughs> Wait, why, why do we talk about the news every day? Oh, right? calibration like, question. I like this. Yeah, because there's news everywhere. You've got news resources. I mean, you can much log on to your computer and be like this close to news really quickly. One, there's too much. So we try and move it down to things that you can pay attention to. Two is there's perspective and connection that's required when you when you take in the news. If you only passively take in what's happening around you and do not allow it to impact what you're doing on the ground level or in your business or in your personal life, then what is the news there? It's, it's just noise, right? Yep. And so what we're trying to do is reduce the noise and bring intentionality to the way that you approach the world's news or problems or market forces or anything like that and push it into an intentionality that drives business profitability and results instead of drives fear or anxiety or anything like that, because that's what the majority of the news does. No. And so, our, uh, yeah, so our, our goal is to turn your attention correctly on the news each morning. And we only take two or three topics and you might read 10 or 12 or 15 today, but maybe reclassifying the way you approach the news every day is something that we want to offer you in these few minutes. So I just wanted to like throw that out there because we just, we do this on a day in day out basis and sometimes connecting the dots as to why is really important. That's a great calibration. And you if, go. if you're a dealer, right, we hope that you can share this with your team and have a center point of conversation, right? You can't talk about everything, yeah. but you can talk about a few things in a deep matter. And if you're an industry partner, these are stories that we think are relevant to retail auto, even if they're not specifically about retail auto. So hopefully these are some thought starters within your organization or to share with the dealers that you are trying to serve as we all try to serve this industry together. I love that calibration. So 
That being said, let's talk about the Federal Reserve because that's an exciting topic these days. Um, so so thrilling. <laughs> I read an amazing <laughs> Wall Street Journal article this morning that says the consumer's inflation psychology. So the way consumers are thinking about inflation actually impacts the Federal Reserve's decision making about interest rates. Here's the premise. People's expectations yeah. of future inflation. So what you and I and all the other people out there think about what's likely to happen with inflation in all of our different levels of education and understanding about inflation, right? This is just a great leveler. It takes someone who knows nothing about economics with someone who knows everything knows everything about economics. It pulls everybody and it says, where do people think inflation will be in six months, one year, five years? And based on that data, right? Our behaviors change. So it's like this. If I think inflation is going to be really high next year, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask for a raise. I'm going to raise the prices of my products. I'm going to try to hedge. If I'm a landlord, I'm going to ask for higher rents now. And what that actually does is makes inflation go up, <laughs> right? So, right? You know, you follow, there, tracking with me? There's this, there's this old, there's this old saying, it's, it's perception is reality, yeah. right? <laughs> And none truer than when we perceive the world one way that like reality happens in that way. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like what the Fed is trying to do is curb the perception by adjusting the reality based on the interest rates. Well, Am I hearing that right? It's, it's pretty tricky, apparently. So, and, and it makes sense why it's no. tricky. So, <laughs> so if the Fed raises rates, right, too quickly, yep. what happens is people think inflation is going out of control, they react to it more, and then inflation actually will be likely to increase even more. So in order to increase rates more slowly, they actually risk inflation going up. So if you're hearing me right, they're in a really tight spot. <laughs> so it's like if we raise them too fast, inflation can go up. If we raise them too slow, inflation can go up. So there's not much of a win here, but they really benchmark back into the 70s and 80s. And they say, look, there are some things that happened there that we went too fast, too far, and it actually made it worse. So um, they're trying to thread the needle here. And so I think for us, the important part is that we are just um, aware of what is going on because little calibration moment. Do you remember? Oh, I, I don't remember. I was born in 79, but interest rates actually hit. 18.45% for a 30-year mortgage, Kyle. So That's nuts. We're like, oh, it's at 6%, 5%, Oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? We just never saw it. But on the flip side, you could actually make somewhere around the same amount in a certificate of deposit or a savings account. Can you imagine a savings account right. pumping you out 15% wow, interest? Yeah. Right? Yeah, not one, not a half percent. So I know that's a bit, yeah. bit, of a, bit of a complicated thing for the morning, but thinking about consumer mindset – Thinking about what's going to happen. No one knows what inflation is going to do. No one knows what recessions. John Floyd just commented, he remembers. Thanks, John. Um, here's the deal. Being a great and efficient operator is probably the only inflation-proof thing you can do with your business and your dealership. Absolutely. I, and, and stressed on efficiency, yes. right? Because, because efficiency is, is your margin, Actually, and we'll talk, we're going to talk about this a lot tomorrow, but Steve Greenfield in his newsletter was 
talking everything about efficiency in his opening and how efficiency plays a role in whether or not you survive in the agency model, if that ever comes to pass and efficiency plays a role as margins are squeezed, all of those types of things, being an efficient business operator is extremely crucial to long-term success, whether it be in a recession or a boom or, or a bear market, whatever it may be, that's, that's the, that's the measure of success. Yeah. We're a little, uh, who was saying it? Um, what was the, the drunk on what drunk on profit? Like junk on, junk on profit, junk on profit, Brian Benstock, Brian Benstock said that, right? <laughs> and yeah, if you haven't listened to last Friday's all things used cars, it's, it's an insane room. Probably one of the best we've ever had. Um, but yep. here's the deal. Good times create bad habits, right? And while there's a lot of money flowing around, valuations are high. We're likely to let the little things slide, right? Which efficiency goes down when all the profits are there, but we're getting back to a time when we think marketing efficiency, operational efficiency, hiring efficiency, employee retention, right? All these things are going to matter more and more and more and more. So the sun is still shining, right? The sun's still shining. Work on your efficiency. That's that's what we're saying today. That's our takeaway. All right. Enough Federal Reserve and psychology. I know that was like a big heavy one from my, our Tuesday. Shoot first half of the year well, we got to calibrate <laughs> let's talk about something a little more fun well maybe not so fun for yeah. Chevy. well <laughs> not for chevy <laughs> oh man so chevy launched an nft they did and i that heard didn't about go this so hot. this morning i didn't know this was coming until this morning which is probably part of the problem oh. you got it you go you go okay you okay it's probably part of the problem sorry i got things popping up <laughs> on my screen and nonsense nonsense going on so chevy was like hey the nfts are hot we're getting in this nft game we're going to show everyone how in touch we are with this and so they launched an nft who was created by an artist named nick sulo famous uh, famous or like nft artist famous and produced this you know really cool kind of what you would expect like a like an electric green corvette like busting through this cyberpunk scene it's pretty awesome and the trick is, like, when you buy this NFT, you don't just get the piece of art. You actually get the car. So they created a custom-colored Z06 um, that if you get this NFT, the car goes with it. It's got some cool features. The VIN number is in binary, so it's zeros and ones, right, because blockchain's in binary. That's cool. Um, right. The color of the car is called minted green. Um, it's the only color car or Z06 they did in that color from the factory, so it's a one-of-one um, you know, they gave the car a special code, so it's always knows that this is a one-on-one. And they released bidding, and they opened it up, and nobody bid on the car or on the NFT. And then they were like, oh, you know what? It was from June 20th through 24th. And then they were like, you know what? I th- we think some people missed the bidding, right? Like, all the people missed the bidding. So they released the bidding again. The for tw- they opened it up for another 24 hours. And, and you know how many bids they got? Zero. Zero bids for the Z06, we'll call it. And I I couldn't find what the starting price was for the NFT. I'm assuming there was a starting price because if not, somebody would have been like, one penny, you know? And so um, we got a a quote from Trevor Tompkins, a spokesperson for Chevy. Uh, He shrugged off the disappointment. He said, our first step into Web3 has been educational. And we'll continue. (laughs) Educational. That's the way to put it. And we'll continue to explore to leverage this technology to benefit our customers. So, um, Kyle, what do you think went Here's, wrong here? Right? What do you think went wrong? This is a simple answer oh, to me. Okay. Right? Very simple answer. And it's like most of my learning in the NFT space comes from Gary Vee, right? Mm-hmm. And what, what I've realized is that NFTs, like whether it be 
Bored Apes or any, any, any level of NFT is predicated on either newly established community or already established community transitioning into further community, right? So they did one of two things wrong. Either they didn't recognize the community, the community that they were after and what that community needed to be a part of this, or they don't actually have community at all. Now, I don't think that's true because the Corvette community is very, very strong, mm-hmm. right? And so my question is, is did they is did they under or overestimate the community's attention on NFTs? Yes. Because if if I know something, I know the the average demographic of a Z06 owner, right? Isn't or 20, a Corvette. Isn't 23. Bingo. <laughs> You know, I think right? that, yeah, I think they were a little bit out of touch. I think this is where the popularity of NFTs kind of took the wheel. And it was, it, it shows all of us that just releasing an NFT is not a predetermined recipe for success, no matter how yes. big you are. I mean, Corvette Bingo. is a legendary brand. It's very, very old, right? It's very established. There are millions of people that are Corvette enthusiasts in the world and they couldn't get one person to bid on this. I think that the, the, the overlap, they, I think they didn't realize they needed to, like you said, go deeper into a new, into a, a, an avenue of their community and they didn't promote it. They didn't cultivate community around NFTs in the way right. NFT community is cultivated, which is in discord and in you know live rooms and in the ways that people would get excited. So I think there was just a miss in the overlap well, of the actual the value. Yeah, here's the other piece of this is like the ability to transfer it much harder, yeah. right? It, like if I've harder. got an enthusiast in, well, California enthusiast meets German, a German enthusiast, and now I got to get that car there because now since I own the NFT, I own the car, right? Future state. Yeah. Or, uh, and, and then also is like actually creating like one of one type stuff where there's no community around it. It's not like the 20 Z06s that all had a unique thing that now these 20 people now get access to the Corvette vacation in Abu Dhabi, you know, or whatever, right? It, you actually take a community and go exclusionary with it because you cr- you force them to go one of one. I think if they right? released it, not kind of as backwards. An, I think if they released it not as an NFT, it probably would have sold. If they were like, right? we're releasing a one of one. Couple couple yes. personal comments. Personal comments. I'm not speaking on behalf of a Soto. I think it's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I think if That's they made, I think if they made it some kind of hollow color with a glitch in it, something that was like technology driven, like the electric greens, like yes. you gotta like it. You love it or you hate it. Like there's no middle yeah. ground. Like and That's I, a, that's straight up out of a video game. Right. Yeah, I just think I think I think they'll retool. <laughs> I think they'll ask some people that know what they're doing about NFTs and like do a little better next time. Uh, wink. Yep. Um and I also think that a dealer really missed an opportunity here because I think a dealer should have bought it. They would have had it in inventory and then they would be able to get the majority of the value off of the first NFT. If a dealer that understood NFTs was paying attention, they would have bought it. They would have bought it. So that's, that's what we think. Well, speaking of finding your way through a new technological world. Stop. Segway. Time. We need a segue.
We, we needed a Yeah, segue. I saw this article. This was, yeah, we needed a segue. We needed that little energy, that little pop. I saw this article and, and found it really interesting. And it's not like that crazy or that much of, of just an article. But Tesla, um, in a new update, is coming out with uh, this this Tesla adaptive suspension system. And one of the primary portion pieces of the feature uh, of that system that it's going to allow is recognizing road damage and potholes and recreating maps around that. And they're calling them micro maps. So it's down to like the lane, it looks like, of what you're traveling in so that a car could potentially like you're on a highway, it sees a pothole, it would know to change lanes prior Sheesh. to coming to that pothole or adjust the suspension. So uh, so like in in its type of comfort or or rugged ride, it would adjust the suspension or adjust the, the height of the vehicle so that uh, you don't have any grounding out, right? If there was a larger uh, a larger issue in, in the road damage. Um, so really interesting that uh, that's just a really cool feature, I think, that is going to be available with all of the camera and vehicle technology that's built into some of these new EVs. Um, but this is my, and I'm just going to move right to the takeaway because I think it's really important. And this is more global than just this particular feature is that, you know, when, when I was selling cars, it was like, does that car have Bluetooth or does the one over there have Bluetooth, right? That, that was kind of, you know, whatever those technology features were just kind of the competitive matrix of does like comparing this Toyota to this Mazda or this Nissan to this Honda, right? How do I know whether or not we have the leg up? And just educating your people and your customers on a whole nother level of technology and recognizing the speed at which that technology can change because of over the air updates is going to be really important to understanding like how you communicate competitive analysis to customers and employees in this new sales environment. So I just wanted to like, like, boom, there's the new story, but really relating it down is it's going to be a whole new matrix that we have to approach uh, in a sales environment. Gosh, can you imagine if they connect that with the DOT? That'll never happen. That'll never happen. Yeah, it's like, It'll just hey, never fill happen. that pothole. <laughs> yeah, right, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. They could text someone. They could text someone. They could, but they won't. So thank you for spending a little time with us and what we claim to be the unofficial start to the new year, halfway through the year. Let's get ready to make some trouble because it's time to go. 